Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be mindsets, monogamy, marriage, and MGTOW, also known as men going their own way. Well, I've got two emails I'm going to go through with you. The first one is from a guy who's been following my work for the past year, year and a half. And he says his biggest stumbling block to being successful with women is the fact that he's hanging out with this good friend of his. It's really good looking and this guy gets all of the attention. So what's interesting about this particular email is this guy is blaming his lack of success on his friend and because of this story that he's telling himself that he's adopted, he's completely blind and unable to see his reality for what it is and make any changes to improve his game so I'm going to go through his email and help him tweak that. And a second email is from a guy, I've been getting lots of emails over the past few years about the men going their own way movement or MGTOW which is basically guys who have given up and say they don't want to date or participate with women because it's just too risky. So I'll go through that email second but I wrote, I got a quote that I wrote that obviously sums up kind of the theme of the piece of wisdom that I want to talk about in this email or this newsletter I should say and the quote says life requires your participation in order to create the life and lifestyle you've always wanted the moment you start blaming others for your current circumstances you give up your ability to to do anything to shape your destiny success is a process in order to feel successful and happy you must feel like you are making incremental progress towards creating your dream life. Successful people take action and they take full responsibility for everyone and everything that shows up in their lives. Unsuccessful people make excuses and blame others to absolve themselves from any personal responsibility for making their lives the way they want them to be. You either believe you are in control and responsible for your life and making it the way you want or you are abdicating control and hoping that somebody else does it for you. So let's go through the first email. I've got some good stats from a recent poll from you.gov about open relationships and monogamy and how it's changed. It's really interesting to look at some of these numbers. So he's, the first guy says, hey, Corey, I hope you're well. I've been following your work for 22 months and I've read your book 12 times and listened to your audiobook twice. It's fantastic and I have improved a lot with my own inner issues and my ability level. However, I wanted to ask you about a situation I currently have. Well, I think it's great that you read the book 12 times and you've listened to the audiobook twice in 22 months. That's pretty good. I get lots of emails from guys like they barely got through the first read and they wonder why they're struggling. And when people struggle, it's either they don't know the material well enough or they haven't practiced it well enough. Because the idea is not to memorize a book and become a fucking robot because you're not going to be very effective. The idea is to know the book backwards and forwards and have enough experience interacting with women, applying it in all phases of pickup dating and relationship so you can gain experience and improve your skill and get better. You can know the book backwards and forwards, but if you're not practicing it, you're just simply not going to get better. Because if you want to interact with women, if you want to have more experience, you've got to talk to women. 
You have to get phone numbers. You have to go out on dates. You have to be successful at going out on dates and then seducing women on those dates. If you want to have a relationship or you want to eventually get married, you're going to have to be able to progress things all the way through. And for those of you that may or may not know, it's like my biggest problem when I was in my 20s was that I never felt like I was able to get the kind of woman that I really deserved. I always felt like either I was settling or that the women that I really liked, that I was really into, that I really wanted to date, I couldn't get anywhere with them and I couldn't get a straight answer and that's very frustrating. I would say on a level of frustration, it's like being hungry and not being able to eat or being thirsty and not being able to drink and that fucking sucks because that makes you feel, at least the way I used to feel in my 20s, it made me feel pretty fucking hopeless. And when you're young and you feel hopeless about your ability to achieve the results you want in your personal life, it has a negative impact on everything. And as I've grown and learned and had experiences throughout my life, I've come to realize different strokes for different folks. I deal with men and women from all over the world, some in the Middle East, women that aren't even able to go outside without being fully covered and being escorted by a male relative. And obviously I have people in every geographic, every country and social system and religious system that exists. I have gay clients, I have lesbian clients, I have bisexual clients, I have married clients. I have guys that are kind of like me that are serial monogamous. I have guys that want to get married. I have guys that want to have multiple girlfriends. I have guys that, and girls that just want to hook up and experience life. And what I've come to see is that there is no one size fits all type of relationship even though society is constantly fucking pounding it into our heads that we got to find one person and get married and be together forever because that is just the ultimate. But if you look at the stats, that is the exception to the rule. I mean, the divorce rate's over 60%. Things are dramatically changing. So he says, at New Year's, I wrote down what I wanted to succeed in for the new year, and one of them was to have a bulletproof mindset. Lo and behold, in January, I met a guy who became a good friend and who I go out with now weekly to bars and clubs. The guy is six foot four and really good looking. The thing is, as much as I enjoy going out with him, he told me his other friends don't go out with him because they can never get any girls when they are with him. I have too noticed this but wanted to challenge myself so I have continued going out with him. And one thing I, I pulled out this quote from Tony Robbins' book, Unlimited Power, and this is one of the best succinct quotes about achievers and successful people, people like myself and other people that have achieved way more than I have achieved in my life. This is just the way we think. And if you want to be successful and you want to reach your full potential, you need to learn how to think this way. And it says, achievers tend to believe that no matter what happens, whether it's good or bad, they created it. If they didn't cause it by their physical actions, Maybe they did it by the level and tenor of their thoughts. If you don't believe that you're creating your world, whether it be your successes or your failures, 
then you're at the mercy of circumstances. Things just happen to you. You're an object, not a subject. That was from Tony Robbins' book, Unlimited Power, pages 75 to 76. Very fucking powerful words. But all of us know people in the world who blame their boss, blame their wife, blame their parents, blame society, blame the government. It's always somebody else's fault that their life ain't the way they want it to be. And there's no shortage of lying ass fucking piece of shit politicians who will tell people, you know what, it's your fault. You didn't get a fair share. And once you finally get a fair share, then all your problems will be solved. And I'm just the person to do it. So vote for me. That's the biggest bunch of fucking bullshit. That makes you totally dependent on that politician or whoever that party happens to be. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. We all have the pro- same kind of problems with the same kind of fucking people. You got the, There's two types of people in society. Those that think people should be controlled and those that think people should be able to live their own lives and do their own things as long as it doesn't interfere with the free will of other people. I teach self-reliance, so obviously you know where I stand. However, Corey, this is totally insane. Girls stare at him all the time and grab his arm to talk to them. Notice how he's totally focused on this guy and how much pussy he supposedly gets. One time he started talking to some girls and two other girls that were hovering around us followed me around the club as I left him while he chatted to the group that he had approached. Well, if you've read the article that I did, How to Get Women to Approach You First, if you want to be the leader, if you want to be the alpha male, if your buddy goes off to talk to some other women, instead of following him around like a little fucking puppy dog, stay where you are. You don't need another person to go out and feel validated. You're looking at this guy like he's supposed to take some of the girls that he gets and flip them over to you and you're just going to sit there and wait for the girls to show up. doesn't work that way, dude. You're either a leader or a follower and it sounds like you've become a follower and kind of one of his groupies instead of going out with the attitude of, hey, I'm going to go out and have fun with my buddy and meeting girls is a side effect of doing that. Walking around the bar and doing laps, that is one of the least successful things you can do. I thought either these girls are following me because they are interested in me or surely it couldn't be because they know eventually my friend will come back to me and they can talk to him. What are you looking for? Think about that. What is your outcome for your personal life? I mean, obviously, I would imagine if you're like any normal heterosexual dude, you want to get laid. Maybe you want to have a girlfriend. Maybe you want to date multiple women. Maybe you just want to hook up. Maybe someday you want to get married. Maybe someday you want to live with a woman. It doesn't fucking matter, but you have to decide what you want. And obviously, one of the important things that you got to realize is that sex is a very small part of any relationship. And so you want to hang out with somebody that you actually like talking to and who likes talking to you. And when you're out in a, a target-rich environment with, the, with where there's a constant flow of people coming by, if you're not getting that give and take, if they're not interested in chit-chatting to you, hey, it was nice chatting with you, but I'm going to get back to my friend or I'm going to order another drink. Maybe I'll see you girls 
later on this evening. Be okay with dismissing some of these women so you can talk to other women because when you have constant women coming up to you and you talk to them for a couple of minutes and then you send them on their way if you don't like them or they're not real talkative or maybe they want to follow your buddy around, other women that are there are going to see that you're constantly talking to other women. This will cause them to start to believe that, wow, this guy's he seems to know all these girls. He must be popular with women. Let's go see what he's all about. And they come up and they talk to you. But if you're sitting there hanging on your buddy's every word and waiting for him to tell you what to do instead of being your own man, you are definitely not going to be successful. Another guy started talking to them, but as my friend came back, they began to hover again. I spoke to one of them and said my usual. There should never be a usual anything. I don't believe in lines. And he's basically telling me, hey, here's my line that I give everybody. So you sound like a robot when you give it. It's not authentic. It's not from your heart. It sounds like a fucking cheesy ass pickup line that you memorized. You've got an unbelievable body. What are you up to next week? As if those two sentences together is going to make one go, oh my god, I'm just going to drop my panties right here and you can take your coat and wrap it around me and we'll just go out in the bar and nobody will notice. It doesn't work that way, dude. If you are telling a woman she has an unbelievable body, it's because you actually think she has an unbelievable body. If you think she has gorgeous brown eyes, tell her you have gorgeous brown eyes. If you think she's kind of cute, well, tell her I think you seem really kind of cute and nice. you got a great smile. And you got a full set of teeth. I really like that. Be original. Be different. Don't be a fucking robot. What are you up to next week? You're there with your buddy. You're not going anywhere. Why would you say something like, what are you up to next week? You're there right now. The idea is to create an opportunity for sex to happen. It can happen that night. It can happen next week. The only reason you should be getting a phone number is if you're leaving the venue and you want to make sure you get her contact information. She was a little hesitant but gave me her number. But immediately afterwards, she ignored me and started touching my friend's arm and flirting with him. So you get her number. What are you going to do? Stand there for three hours until you leave and just ignore her? And then you're going to call her four or five days or a week later whenever you plan on calling her and go, Hey, it's me. If you're not having fun chit-chatting with her the night you meet her, what makes you think going out on a date with her is a good idea? The idea is to find somebody you like talking to and who actually wants to talk to you. If somebody's ignoring you or not, they're not very enthusiastic or maybe she's hot but she's boring, just say, hey, it was really nice chatting with you but I'm going to get back to my buddy. I'm going to get back to my friend or I'm going to go to the bathroom and maybe I'll see you girls later on tonight. If somebody is not doing what you want, if they're not presenting themselves in a way that's exciting and compelling to you, why the fuck are you wasting your time talking to them? You just met her. And you're already – you got two sentences, three sentences out and you got her phone number and now you're already bored and she doesn't want to talk to you? Dude, you may have read the book as much as you say but you, that is not what the book teaches, dude. This kind of thing happens all the time. Well, when you keep getting the same results, that's when you go, you know what? My approach is not working. There must be something wrong that I'm doing. The idea is when you keep failing and you get the same experience over and over, it's to change what you're doing. If you really like a girl, 
and you're going to be there for several hours, you want to see if you're fascinated or you continue to be fascinated by her and she is fascinated by you. If she's asking you personal questions, the things that I talk about in my book, if she's expressing enthusiasm to talk to you and is excited about talking to you and not staring at your your good-looking friend, maybe you should keep talking to her. And if things are going really well, you can say, hey, you know what? Why don't we go over here and grab a table and you can sit down and chat. And then you kind of isolate her and separate her from the group and take it from there. The purpose of a seduction is to get closer and closer until you ultimately end up inside of a woman. It's okay to get a phone number if you're walking through a mall or up walking around in the street or you just happen to bump into somebody at the gym and you got a few minutes to talk and then you're getting ready to leave. Then you get a phone number. You don't ask for a phone number and then stand there for the next three hours and not talk to somebody. I mean, that's, that's silly. I mean that should be obvious I would think. They are quite friendly with me but it's almost only so they can talk to him. And the moment you notice that, dismiss them and start talking to somebody else. Because when you allow women to come in here and you have this belief, this kind of thing happens all the time. If you keep doing what you've always done, you will continue to get what you've always got and your results obviously suck. So I think you said you've been hanging out with this dude since the beginning of the year. I mean we're what, 10 months into the year? So I think it's time to change your approach because it ain't working, dude. Going out next week and doing the same thing is going to get you the same results that it's been getting you for the last 10 months. I'm not a bad-looking guy, but it's almost like hanging out with a celebrity. It's like I'm a ghost. You keep hanging out and doing the same thing. What do you expect? You're getting the same results. I think if he weren't there, I would have a chance with some of them. But when he's there, they only have their eyes on him. Go out by yourself. You don't need to have somebody with you. And bars and nightclubs don't need to be the only place you go. Go out and enjoy your life and live your life and encounter women along the way. But if you can't carry a conversation with somebody for four or five minutes when you first meet them, what do you think is going to be different in a week or two when you go actually go out on a date? I mean, come on, man. It affects my inner belief and I don't have the same alpha center when this happens. He can just go on go on to the guest list girl at the club and get in for free because they like the look of him. Well, and you're with him and you get him free as well. But the bottom line is you shouldn't care what your buddy is doing. You're totally focused on him and you're looking at him and blaming him for your lack of success when the real reason for your lack of success is you're really not doing anything to help yourself. You're going out, you're looking at him go, oh, it's all, all his fault that I'm not meeting any girls. Come on, dude. You got to be your own fucking man. And that's what the, that's the vibe that women pick up on. You're you're like one of his groupies, and he's the captain of the football team, and you're just some dude that's with him. The idea is to take this stuff and you be the captain of the football team. You be the guy that everybody's hanging on every word. You be the guy telling funny stories and laughing and having a good time, enjoying yourself. And if you're going out and you're not enjoying yourself in, the, in that kind of a venue, go someplace where you would have fun. Maybe rock climbing is your thing. Maybe cycling or running marathons or triathlons or going on hiking trips or going to art shows. The idea is to do things that you love and you enjoy and you'll meet other people as a side effect of that. My question is how do you maintain self-belief and worthiness when you are basically ignored when you go out with a guy that must be a 12 out of 10 in these girls' eyes? 
number one, stop focusing on your buddy. I mean, I don't think you want to have sex with your friend, so stop focusing on him and start focusing on your outcome and what you want. You want to talk to a girl who's enthusiastic about talking to you and you're going to keep talking to different women until you find one who is interested in talking to you. That should be what you're practicing is actually practicing your conversation skills and asking questions. If you like a girl and you're sincerely interested in her, I mean sometimes you're going to meet women you're going to think they're drop dead gorgeous but you start talking to them and the conversation doesn't really flow. It's just not there. And the only thought that's really entering your mind is, wow, I'd really like to fuck this girl, but she's boring as fuck and I don't want to talk to her. Well, if you don't like talking to her, it's going to be really hard to seduce her. And vice versa. If she doesn't really like talking to you, you're wasting your fucking time. The key is to know who to spend your time with and who to ditch and move on to the next one. And what's happening is you're just standing there, nothing's happening, and you're waiting for something to change. You have to be the leader and make something happen because I go out with him weekly it starts to grate on me and diminish my confidence level go off and do your own thing if he goes off with some other girls let him hang out have fun talk to other people at the bar talk to other dudes at the bar quickest way to make guy friends is if guys are talking to a bunch of cool girls like hey you know let me buy you guys around what are your names introduce yourself and then they introduce you to the girls that they're with and now you're part of their group pretty simple not hard. But the way you're doing it, dude, you can do this for the next year and you're not going to get anywhere. So I've got, before I get into this guy, email, his email who's asked me about the men going their own way movement, I wanted to go through this YouGov poll and it's about the opening of American relationships. And the interesting thing is like when you look at people that are like 65 and up. I mean universally people don't like your partner – their partner having sexual activities. What's interesting though is that when you look at the percentage of people who say, well, it depends on the situation. People are 65 and up, 11 percent. Well, it depends on the situation. In other words, I'd be OK with my significant other having sex with other people under – certain circumstances. Well, people that are 65 and older, that's 11%. But what's interesting is that the age group 18 to 29, right? I'd say 18 to 44 is about the same. 26, 25%. So people that are 18 to 44, 25% of them are cool with their significant other having sex with other people, but obviously it depends on the situation. Isn't that interesting? And then when you look at cheating in open relationships, if you look at age 65 and up, only 21% have had sex without the consent of their partner. In other words, 21% of people that are 65 and up have cheated on their significant other. And only 3% of those have done it with the consent of their partner. But what's interesting when you look at the 18 to 44 range, 17% have done it with the consent of their partner. Isn't that interesting? So I look at that stat and what that tells me about open relationships, they're definitely becoming more popular. And it's like people ask me like, "Why aren't you married, Corey? Why haven't you got married? When are you going to get married?" Why? 
what is the reason to get married? I look at it as strictly an outdated, old, legal marriage. It's a, it's a legal agreement. It's the way I look at it. I was just looking on Facebook recently. I don't ever go, much, go on there very often. My assistant does all the posting on there. But I was on there just kind of looking through some of my friends over the past weekend, like high school pe- pe- friends, people I don't talk to very often. I just kind of see what they're up to on Facebook. I saw a girl on there I used to date. She's now gotten she's gotten divorced in the past year. She has a new boyfriend. Didn't know about that, but all right, whatever. And another girl that I went to high school with, she's since gotten divorced from her husband that she was with close to 20 years. It's like it's like every time I look happen to look through there, I see that. I see people changing, even people that were together multiple decades getting divorced. So let's go through his email. He says, hey, Coach Wayne, I'm Bob. I'm a Persian PhD student at the University of Toronto, Canada, and I'm a big fan of your YouTube videos and your book, How to Be a 3% Man. I've read your book four times, and now I'm on the fifth round. It's great that you're doing all this reading, but you have to practice. It's the only way you'll get better. Obviously, being a student, you're into memorizing facts and figures and passing tests, And when it comes to my book, the passing the test is actually going out and interacting with women because that's the only way you're going to get better. I appreciate the time and effort you spend on the book and in training young men to know the dynamic of healthy men and women relationships and marriages. Well, again, I got all kinds of different clients that have all kinds of non-traditional ways of looking at the world and marriage is a small portion of that to be honest with you when I look at my clients. Most of my clients, I'd say about half of them say they want to get married someday or they already are married and the rest are everything in between. I've applied some parts of your book in my social interactions and have gotten some positive results. I do appreciate that. Well, as a coach, my job is to help you get what you want, not to tell you that you need to have a certain type of relationship or a certain type of of label or be a certain way or live the way I do. I have people that are hardcore, very religious, no sex until marriage and that's fine too. Whatever floats your boat, whatever your model of the world is, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if you want to marry a fucking lampshade. It's your life. Where you stick your pecker is your fucking business. And where I stick mine, it's none of your business so don't fucking worry about it. However, I think there is a fundamental social structural problem in applying your videos and book which is out of readers' hands. Well, this is the story that you tell yourself. One of the reasons that I can tell you're reading the book but you're not doing anything to interact with women. You're just reading and reading and reading. And when when you're not good with women, when you don't feel like you're able to date the kind of women you want, you tell yourself these kinds of stories because that saves you from rejection or looking weird or getting laughed at so you do nothing. You go out to a club that's full of girls and you look at your buddy and go, it sucked tonight. There were no women out tonight. I used to have a friend I used to go out with in my late 20s and he would say that. I'd be talking to all kinds of girls and he'd be like, it sucked tonight. There were no women out tonight. I was like, hello? Were you not in the same place? I mean, you were like five feet away from me most of the night. How can you say that? But it's just... That's what he told himself because he wasn't talking to the kind of women that he wanted. And that particular dude's in a relationship with a girl and he has several kids with her and he doesn't want to be in a relationship with her. Those are the consequences. When you look 5, 10, 15, 20 years out, 
that mindset, how it affects you. You usually end up in a relationship you don't want to be in. And having kids with somebody you don't want to have kids with. That would have been me, but I fucking pulled the ripcord at 27 years old and said, never again. The only way I'll ever get married is if I'm certain that that's what I want to do. And at this point in my life, I'm happy with the choice I made because otherwise I'd have four ex-wives instead of one. And I like having one because one divorce is enough for a lifetime. Thank you very much. The society and laws are in controlled and favor women. Women are the bosses and men are the slaves, period. Again, that's a belief system. That's a way that you look at the world. And this is part of the story that you're telling yourself to keep from having to participate with women. Oh, it sucks so bad and that's why I don't date. Well, that's not really a solution to not participate. So he says a man and a woman type of relationship has three outcomes. Number one, marriage and children. In this case, with no fault divorce law in the USA and Canada, the woman is the boss in the marriage and the man is the slave to keep her happy or else she can divorce him with no fault grounds and take half of his income, kids and child alimony. Well, think about this. I mean, because I marriage again, it's a... It's a legal agreement. It's a legal binding arrangement that has significant, potential significant impact on your net worth and your income. And if you're a guy who's really successful and really well off and you marry somebody that's broke as a joke or can't pay their fucking bills, well, the down you always got to know your downside risk in everything, every business and every personal interaction what is your downside risk so if you're a rich guy and you marry a poor girl and it doesn't work out you're going to be paying out your ass and when you look at a lot of especially if you look at celebrities people that are well off or successful business people they tend to date other and marry other successful business people and if you're a guy who's successful and well off and you date women that are successful and well off it's a lot easier financially to get out of those marriages without becoming fleeced. So you got to look at that. If you're always going to date women who, if you're rich and you date women that are in the lower socioeconomic demographic, if you will, you're going to be paying out. You're going to lose. Financially, you're going to lose and you'll be paying that woman at least till your kids are 18 in alimony and obviously child support. It is what it is. If you don't like that downside risk, then guess what? Don't get married. Pretty fucking simple. Number two, unmarried boyfriend, girlfriend. In this case, the man in any moment is in the vulnerable position of being accused of sexual harassment and rape and be thrown into jail by merely having a large amount of money to pay layers to get out. Example, Gian Gomishi, the famous CBC host. This is some dude in Canada. And I read a, about that guy. I mean, you, you can go and, and read about him. You know, there's a lot of bad pickup artists, and a lot of politicians, especially, are bad pickup artists. And a lot of people in Hollywood are bad pickup artists. And if you know how to apply the things that I cheat, teach women are going to like you they're not going to loathe you but if you're a fucking jerk off and you don't know how to interact with women in a way that doesn't come off as being a fucking creep 
yeah, you're potentially going to have problems with things like this. I was just reading about Al Gore who – he's had two or three other women that were massage therapists accuse him of sexual harassment. And one of them said basically he invites him over to get his massage and then he just drops a towel and he's like, hey, suck my cock. Will you give me the happy finish? Will you balance my chakras? And what do you expect? I mean, come on. You look at a phony like that and you listen to him. It's like he's a shitty pickup artist. He doesn't have a fucking clue. He was a guy that was in government, probably got pussy thrown to him left and right. Now, I mean, look at him. I mean, come on. He's a guy like that, he deserved what he got. That's the way I look at that. If you understand women, if you understand how to interact with them in the ways that I teach in my book, you're going to have a good experience and the woman is going to have a good experience. But if you're a bad pickup artist, yeah, that's definitely a fear that you can have. And when you look at all the famous cases that you see on TV, because you know I see these things, I get people sending me emails about them. It's like I haven't seen one yet where the the guy it was he brought it on himself. And it's usually not just one woman; it's a whole host of women that have a problem with the way he is and the way he shows up. Just the way it is. Number three, depart. In this case, the man has spent money, emotions, time, and energy on relationships more than women. Well, if you go out with women that have a good attitude and they make good money, they'll take you to dinner. They'll buy you drinks. They'll buy you things. They'll do nice things for you. I mean the whole purpose of all relationships is that you go there to give. And if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're spending all the money and you're doing everything, the girl's not contributing anything. Well, why are you in that relationship in the first place? Sounds like you're in a relationship with somebody that in essence is a black hole. I don't condone that either. The idea is you want to – an equal partnership, a teammate, if you will, where you're treated as equals. Obviously, the sexual polarity has got to be maintained by you being in your masculine if you're a guy and the woman being in her feminine and continuing to be the leader. But you never put yourself in a situation where guys put women on a pedestal and they're paying her bills or paying her rent. You know, I, I talk to guys sometimes that are on these seeking arrangement websites and they're upset with the results that they get with these particular women. It's like, what do you expect, dude? You're basically going on a website where women have good looks and a good attractive body and that's pretty much all they got to bring to the table and they're looking for a guy to take care of them. And then they're upset when these women turn out to be nuts or Fruit Loops or when they want to turn them into a a girlfriend or a wife, why it doesn't work out for them. So he says and so back to men going their own way. I mean I've I looked into it, I read up on it, and it's basically a bunch of guys who have decided that the downside risk of dating and interacting with women is just too great. So they've chosen to abstain and not be involved with women or from time to time to get hookers. Well I actually like women and I coach other men who like women and like interacting with them and having normal, healthy relationships. I mean the bottom line is the only way I was able to get to this place that I am in life is because I went through a hell of a lot of rejection and I spent thousands and thousands of hours interacting with women, dating women, making love to women, being in relationships with them over many, many years. I mean I'm 46, I'm going to be 47 in a couple of months. When I was 20, 21 years old, I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing. 
anything in life, whatever you're not good at, you have to work at it to become better. And I'm a coach for people who want my help getting what they want. And you can quit. You can give up. You can just say women are too much of a pain in the ass. I get emails from guys. I see it on my YouTube channel. Oh, Corey, when it comes to self-help and you know achieving your goals and dreams, I'm going to listen to you. But when it comes to dating women, I've gone full MGTOW and I'm just not going to date. Okay, well, great. That's more women for the rest of us. I like those odds. It's like if if your solution is to not participate because it's just too hard, well, and you want to be a quitter, okay, whatever. I don't fucking care if that makes you happy and that fulfills you, great. But the bottom line is when a hot-ass fucking beautiful woman comes walking by in those tight pants and you're going to feel some urges and it's like, if you want to just bury those urges and ignore them and pretend they don't exist and just say, oh, well, it's just too hard or the downside risk is too great so I'm not going to participate, whatever. Again, I'm all about teaching self-reliance and I am interested in helping people who want to learn from me and who want to apply this stuff and get better. And those that don't, whatever. Whatever floats your boat, if it makes you happy, do more of it and if it ain't working for you obviously you know you need to change your approach so to me looking at this particular movement it's like that's not for me i mean i want to get better and i coach people who want to get better and if you want to give up and just say fuck it i'm not going to try anymore that's not really a solution but you know that's okay that's your choice i mean it's the same thing that people do in their careers my job sucks but there's nothing i can do about it I just I got to go to work for an asshole. My parents work for assholes. My grandparents work for assholes, and that's just the fucking way it is. Okay, well, don't complain when things don't go the way you want. Don't complain when you just kind of go with the flow in life and never really go after what you want because you think it's somebody else's responsibility. I mean, a lot of these guys seem to be waiting for things to change with women, and women to come kick their door down and beg them to spend time with them, and then maybe they'll start participating with them but you're going to die an old lonely person if that's your attitude it's like the old i think the old rush song even if you choose not to decide you still have made a choice so if you'd like to get my help personally achieving success in any area of your life whether it's discovering your purpose you want to improve the quality of your relationships or the people that you date in your personal life or you want to become an entrepreneur or you want to start your own business or maybe you feel like you're just not – you're kind of stuck in life and you, you want to be somewhere other than where you are but you don't want, know what the first step is. Go to my website. Click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page and book whichever coaching option works for you and I will talk to you soon.